I didn't think Miguel had a chance in this game. <laughs> well, Justin was the one who said that. I didn't say that. In the, in the email, he was just like, Miguel will, will suck at this. And so let's play! <laughs> <laughs> episode 101 of comical podcast i'm your host justin corbett and with me is or freaking horse to please past 100 man 101 <laughs> <laughs> now we're not starting that shit no no more singing <laughs> no boy that, i'm done with that my singing career is now over no nah, i'm sure merman will come back in a little while of course <laughs> yeah. well anyways we are here with a very special guest today our friend rodney from the Longbox small talk podcast how are you doing man Woo! i'm here i'm it's it's early for recording for me, so like this is like the equivalent of having to be up at eight for work. Like we we normally record at like seven, mm-hmm. so uh, having to be up <laughs> having to be up before twelve to get here. Whew. Man, he's got a beard. He yeah, does have a beard. He's a great, oh, dude. great shirt on, man. Oh, Bearded for your you. pleasure. You see that? Oh my god! You see I that? Didn't see that till just now. I wore this just for you, Miguel. Whoa! <laughs> Let me squeeze into this Enthcast shirt back here. Every guest we've had that <laughs> sat in that chair has had a beard. Beard races is what we got here. <laughs> a bunch of beard races. Well, I see you're is are you trying to grow one? No. I'm just lazy and don't shave. Okay, well, <laughs> you know what? You just do that for a few weeks and you have a wonderful, glorious beard like we do. Yeah. And guess what else? I'm divorced. The wife hates the facial hair. Well, what, what kind of manly hair growth do you do then? Because every man's got to have some kind of manly hair growth. Well, you know. He's a low beard. That's right. He's a low, low beard. beard. <laughs> every once in a while, I do a little manscaping with some scissors. You got a Dumbledore in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> do a little manscaping. You got to be careful, though, with them scissors. We talked about that. <laughs> you and your scissors. Scissors. Nair, man. <laughs> Nair. It, it burns, but it feels no, so good. No, no, It feels so of, good. Come on, man. You don't get rid of the whole bush. You gotta make, it's got to be bushy down there. It and helps. we're off to a start. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about some comics. we got a lot to go over today. I thought you wanted to continue talking about my man bush. No, we've had enough of that. Okay. <laughs> That's usually how we ice break every LST episode. We, we go around the table and talk to each other. How's your dick today? Is it good? It's fine. It's good. Yeah, it's in my pants where it goes. Aww. <laughs> and it needs to stay. <laughs> is that where the long came from? It is, actually. Sword? It is. <laughs> I would be the long, and then Bill would be the small talk. Nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. nobody's ever actually seen his penis. It's an enigma. Nice. And it's like looking into a void. It also looks into you. Whoa. I don't know if I want to. I can say this now. I think Bill's going to kill him when he hears this episode. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, that's all I have planned is just making fun of my co-hosts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, we do have to talk about some comics. Well, let me say one more thing before we go off. <laughs> okay. Does he have a beard? Bill? Yes. He has a goatee, which is like a woman beard. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he, he he's never grown out the full thing. Okay. I wish he would, because then we could entangle it and be even closer. It's more than you have most of the time. I don't like the beard. You know this. I don't look right. Every man looks better with a beard. I completely agree. Nice. All right, Justin, let's talk comics. <laughs> so where are you top two this week? Uh, well, let's see here. My number two was Vader down number one. Dude, it's freaking awesome. Uh, you know, he's still trying to hunt down Luke, and his spy tells him where he's at and on that planet. And so he goes through, breaks out of light speed, and bam, there's like a shitload of uh, rebels. And his on. 
And these rebels like, we got this company. This guy must be nuts in this TIE fighter. Like, or, yeah, it's like one, t- one TIE fighter versus like 14 X-Wings. And Vader just fucks him up. Yeah. Oh, he's like nice. he's, he's like flying around. You, you see the pictures using the force. Like, you can't touch me, bitches. <laughs> he's like, takes that whole squadron. Like, the guy's like, holy shit, we can't. What's up with this guy? No scratches. Now, did you buy the $15,000 one or the $5,000 one? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Talking to. <laughs> I got on, that man. kind of money. See, if you're not that, even a real fan. Dude, if I had if that kind of money. If you were a real fan, you'd be buying that $5,000 one off eBay. I'll also be divorced, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no beards and then spending a lot of money. Beard. <laughs> no, yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, man, if I had that kind of money, trust me, I'd have bought it. Yeah? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God, it's so good. And then so Vader feels that it's Luke. They crash. Uh... I won't give the whole story away, but you know some shit's about to go down. Because well, Vader's stuck on a, a rebel home planet. I mean, yeah, and they all surround him, and like he, no fear. And he's like, all I see is a bunch of dead people around me. It's like, damn, <laughs> it was really good. That's why Vader's badass. Yeah, I mean, Vader taking ass, taking names. What else was not to like? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get enough of it. I, I like the fact that they're giving Vader like an outlet to be aggressive and badass that he never got to do in the films. You know, it's like if you want to assassinate one guy by choking, send Vader, but. You know, we never got a chance to really see him unleash himself. I would love to see that. That would be yeah. amazing. This is a movie would have been great. <laughs> I'd have gone to see it like ten times. We, we may see it in some flashback scenes, right? Oh, some, none to that, not outside of the realm of possibilities. That's true. So that was my number two. What was yours? Cool. Well, actually, uh, Rodney keeps up with current comics. Oh, Woo. that's right. I forgot. So, <laughs> he actually uh, can afford to buy comics. Woo. I can. I have a little bit of. My wife gives me like ten, fifteen dollars a week to spend. You hear so. that? Did you hear that? Okay, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> oh, dude, I'll, I'll whoosh myself. I'll, 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 I like it. Whoa. I like it. I'm fine with the rough stuff. Woo. So my number two uh, was Secret Wars 2, T-O-O. <laughs> this is the parody comic that – did you even look at the cover? Yes, I looked at the cover. So. Oh, my God. I bought it from the cover alone. <laughs> the, the Charles Fran- – okay, so it, it shows a picture of a yearbook kind of style, and everybody's got a little quote underneath. For Charles Francis Xavier, most likely to walk again and then not walk and then walk and then die. <laughs> so I, I had to do that. And then Earth 616, most likely to be around forever and ever. So we know that's not true. Yeah. Anyway, it was just a great read. Um, and a bunch of different artists, a bunch of different writers. I think there's eight stories in this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is by Chip Zdarsky, which that one was my favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Dude, I couldn't stop laughing from the back cover. <laughs> or the, the very last page of it. Yeah. Where it was like, and we'll see you in the final conclusion in issue eight. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, there's nine now? Well, <laughs> yeah. when is, when's nine coming out? <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're sure that he's going to make up an ending by by then. Yeah, it was all yeah. it was all about uh, Jonathan Hickman not knowing how Secret Wars was going to end. Yeah. So he just kind of threw a bunch of shit together and hoped that it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn funny. Uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a great issue. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Nice. But what was your two? Uh, my number two was actually Uncanny and Humans number two from Charles Soule and Steve McNiven. I knew it was going to be. Why? Because it's in, it had Inhumans in it. Well, it was great. It really was. It doesn't matter. You're blinded, sir. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm just giving you shit. That doesn't even make sense. Because you love Inhumans. It's all about Dude, Inhumans. I'm right there with you. Inhumans are great. What are you talking about? That's, I'm just saying. I knew it. I already knew. But go ahead. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so, Kang is pissed off after the events of the first issue. No shit. Uh, he's determined to punish Black Bolt for trying to rise up against him. So, he uses Black Bolt's son to travel through time and eradicate important things that are directly related in human history. I'm going to come out and say Kang is a dick. Kang's a big dick. <laughs> so he's going around and he's killing people that matter. He's uh, you know destroying inhuman buildings and stuff, things that led to their evolution and technology and whatnot. And in the present, people just start disappearing. Gorgon, for instance, just gets erased from existence. 
It's it's crazy. Uh, they create a time bubble so that they stop having that happen, and then they use Reader's ability to travel back in time to try to face Kang and, and just stop this from occurring. The problem is they can only use Reader's ability one time per day, so when they travel back, they're just stuck there. And they're working with the Human Torch, and everybody that was in the first book goes back. Kang's not even around anymore. Now it's just Black Bolt's son, and he looks all crazy. He's all super roided up. He's grown a huge beard, and he's just like, I'm going to take you guys out. You see, Miguel? I see that. Real, I knew, I real men grow beards. Another reason, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is just great. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes, because I don't know if Gorgon's disappearance is permanent or not. That kind of worries me, because I really like Gorgon. He's like one of my favorite humans. Interesting thing about Kang, though. How the hell is this guy not even a bigger, bigger fucking factor in shit? Seriously, Duke can just do shit and just fuck everything he, up. He understands the butterfly effect, and he doesn't try to go back and change things unless he knows that it's going to affect things exactly the way he wants it to. So he spends most of his time trying yeah. to figure shit out to make sure that things happen exactly the way he wants them to in the timeline. Yeah, he's meticulous in his calculus, but could you imagine if he had like a messed up brain like a... Like uh, Carnage with King's powers. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Could you imagine then? Yeah. I'm serious. I, I could see him. I would love to see him with a crazy side because, you know, he could really mess some shit up. Yeah. Every single time I ever read Kang in an issue, I'm like, I'm flipping through it and some weird shit's happening. And at the very end, obviously, Kang is like, I'm Kang at the very, very end. <laughs> of course. It's a, big, it's a big panel and he's out stepping out of a portal or some shit. It always pisses me off because I'm just like, Kang, god damn it. You never do anything <laughs> that lasts. yourself. <laughs> it's, yeah, you embarrass yourself. You've got these amazing powers, but all you ever do is be mischievous. It's like, hey, we're going to inconvenience the X-Men for a little bit. So he's the Lord Horsticles of Marvel is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. It's like, I know, he's like not up living up to his full potential. He has big aspirations, but he just, for some reason, always gets sidetracked. It, it does seem that way. Yeah, and that, I feel like it flaws his character beyond saving. Like, anytime I see Kang, I instantly lose interest. See, they can make a twist. In the new world, they can make him more, like, badass. Now, there you go. It may not even be the 616 Kang. It may be somebody else. We still don't really know who has come over from the Battle World side of things and who's exactly who they were before Secret Wars. So It's a scroll. Anything's up in the air. (laughs) Is Reed Richards still missing? Yeah. Because I feel like he and Kang. I don't know. I'm seeing a connection there. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll know if Kang gets stretchy, right? Yeah, that'll nice. Be, that'll be the clue that gives it away. <laughs> what was your number one, man? Uh, I really struggled. I really this honestly because I read a lot of good books this week, and I have personal favorites and whatnot. But and I did do I did choose a personal favorite. I went with Shutter number seventeen by Joe Keating and Lila Del Duca. Oh my god, dude! I, you know I love Shutter. Uh, I was okay, and then Kate shows up, and like everything's going crazy, and with Alarm Cat. <laughs> that that's all I have to say. Alarm. Well, what happened Joe, to Alarm Joe Cat? Joe told us that the Alarm Cat's story was going to be crazy going forward, and it was. He was. He's like, "Fuck this shit. I had enough. This fucker needs to die." And then Kate blows him the fuck away. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Kate to shoot him. I, I don't. I don't know what the hell's going on anymore, man. <laughs> Joe, you're killing me. I, I thought it was a great issue. You know, Kate, who's the main character of the story, she now knows what's going on. She knows yeah. that Prospero's been controlling everything. She understands why the Cat people have separated themselves from normal society. And why they're not able to be influenced by Prospero, uh, but they also do. We should should have got a Prospero tattoo. Yeah, she's also, <laughs> she's also aware that there's a war coming, and that they need to be aligned in order to stop Prospero from taking over. Sibling. Uh, so all the siblings are starting to gather. Some of them are with her. Some of them are still kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And she still hasn't found her dad. But you find out a lot of stuff that has been secret up until this point. And then, like you said, Alarm Cat starts doing stuff that's just wild and unpredictable. And Kate puts him down, which is just so shocking. He's just a robot. <laughs> yeah. She has no attachment to him, even though he saved her life and saved her brother's life. And He's been with her since the beginning. Yeah. Maybe I'm, it's because he didn't have his head. 
Maybe not. Maybe not. But, I mean, he is a robot. Maybe he will survive this. I'm hoping he does. I mean, he's one of the most badass characters in the story. So. But it looked like he bled blood. <laughs> like, what? He's starting to get more and more human as time goes by, maybe. I don't know. All I can say is that Joe's writing a fantastic book, and this this was a great issue. So I liked it. I thought it was you know, very good. And then uh, you see what's coming down, and uh, <laughs> the one line, your dad really got his seat around. <laughs> that was pretty damn funny. Yeah, I'm just like, wow. I mean, uh, sorry, that's my phrase. It's like, wow. <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Alarm Cat, and I like Kate a lot, too. So it's a really good book. I'm yeah. excited for the next issue. Yeah, me too. What about you, Rodney? What was your number one? Uh, my number one was Huck, number one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Huck's across the board. Did everyone choose this one? Well, Huck number it was one, amazing. Huck number one is going to be my pick of the week. Yeah, my pick of the week as well. Typically, we choose a book that's new. Uh-huh. The highlight is our pick of the week. Um, Huck could have easily been my number one, though, as well. It, oh, yes. Definitely the best book I read this week. Just simply amazing. Yeah. The small town, super powered, simple minded. Uh, I just, I loved every page. And the art was great. Um, it, Mark Millar. It's right? Mark Millar, yeah. Mark Millar is writing. and uh, Raphael Albuquerque. Uh, Look at you, Miguel. Look at you pulling out names. He's Mexican, I know. No, okay. (laughs) You know all of them? No. (laughs) Huck is basically a superhuman, super strength guy who works as a mechanic, Mm -hmm. and he's kind of a simpleton. He lives in this this country town. Everybody treats him just like the good old boy, but he always does things to help people. Every single day he goes out and does something to benefit somebody in the town. Why does he got to be a simpleton, man? That's just because he looks like a redneck and he's dull. That's the big twist. I mean, they, they say that in the book. He's not simple. I think he is. He's fucking brilliant. I think he's, he's going to pull, pull a fast he, one on you. think he's autistic? He could be autistic. Uh-huh. I can see that. Yeah. They're, yeah. I think he's going to want to be brilliant. He's just a good guy. They refer to him as a simpleton in the story, though. They, yeah. they try to make it look like... They labeled him, man. They labeled him. Stop that. <laughs> Go ahead. He's a simpleton that basically does... Is it daily or weekly? He, that he has goals. Every day he tries Every to do day, something okay. to help somebody in the town. Well, we see him do something really big that's not in the town. Like, he, he, you see him, like, hiking back into town soaking wet, and then the, the next day on the news, someone sees that some submarine or something was, was helped, or some fishermen. Yeah, fishermen. I don't really remember exactly what happened, but it was something that, uh, that, that... On a much bigger scale than what yes. we've seen him do in the past. I mean, yeah. Most of the time, it was like finding somebody's lost dog, or yeah. a watch. Ret- returning a piece of jewelry that got mm-hmm. lost. Donating a day's wages to the church, or whatever. But he decides to move to bigger goals, and he goes out there and helps somebody you know, in a real desperate situation out in the world, and comes back into town like nothing happened. And, you know, it's just seeing a good hero who tries to be good, but is also, you know, very simple. He's, yeah. he's not trying to hide his identity or, or, you know, he's no Clark Kent. <laughs> well, I feel like that's what's something that makes it unique is yeah. because the town actually came together and said, we're not going to say anything about our super powered simpleton friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to we're going to keep it in house. And then at kind of at the very end, leading to Huck 2. So I'm really excited about Huck 2. You see that that kind of gets out. The town doesn't have control over over their little super town, yeah, because super town little hero anymore. Stupid reporter, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was, anyway, it was, it was an amazing book. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So, anyways, my number one uh, was Batman Europa. Number one, it's a new mini series from Brian Azzarello, Mateos Casali, and Jim Lee. And this one's actually been in the work for eleven years. Uh, it was announced eleven years ago. Jim Lee apparently couldn't get around to finishing it or something, and it finally got released this week. Uh, it's fantastic. Did you read it? No. Okay. Uh, Batman's in the middle of the city fighting Killer Croc, and so he notices something's wrong. You know, he keeps punching Croc, and he, he feels like his punches are weaker than they should be. You know, he's tired. He's had a long day, like always, but 
he keeps getting weaker and weaker as the fight goes on. He barely manages to defeat Croc, who's somebody that he has a lot of experience fighting against. And he goes back to the Batcave, and he's like, so I think something's wrong with me, Alfred. We need to analyze my blood. And they start looking at it, and they get this message that the computer system has been infected by a virus. They open it up, and it says something about the Colossus virus, uh, and there's only one week to survive. And they start looking at it, and they're not sure whether it means the computer system's infected or whether he's infected. Turns out it's both. So he has this virus inside of him that's supposed to kill him within a week. And there's clues that hint towards it having something to do with Europe and England. So he goes over there to try to investigate, and he comes across a bunch of people that are dead who have been Jokerfied. And he's like, fuck, the Joker's the one behind this. I need to find him and I need to stop him. Starts looking around, comes across the Joker just as the Joker's about to kill a guy. You know, they have their normal fight, whatever. And the Joker's like, I'm not here causing this. I'm infected too. Whoever went after you went after me too. We need to work together and figure out who made this and why they're trying to kill us. So it's a Batman and Joker team-up story. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. The art is beautiful. Uh, and the story's great so far. I can't wait to see what they do with it. Cool. I didn't get a chance to read this one in one other book. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go home and read it. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not a big DC fan, but that, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm more of a Marvel guy. I'm sorry. more of a Marvel guy too. Sorry, it's man. Okay. It happens. We apologize. <laughs> um, but that seems weird to me. Like that seems unnatural. That's cats and dogs, man. Yeah. That's Them working together for anything? Yeah, that seems really strange. Hasn't been done very much. And also the Joker saying that oh, we need to work together, that seems a little too rational for him. Like, I really kind of feel he's just like, okay, I'll dialysize my own blood and get the virus out. I'll just hook up a bunch of people, switch blood with them, and then I'll be fine. That seems more like the Joker than I'm going to team up with Batman. Well, the coolest thing was reading it. It's very much old school Batman in the comic. I mean, this is a story that was written 11 years ago, so it's like pre-New 52 (laughs) Batman. Really has that feel to it. You know, right now, everything you're reading is Jim Gordon trying to live up to Batman, or even if you read, like, the most recent New 52 stuff, that Bruce Wayne is drastically different from the Bruce Wayne that came before. So this is the old Bruce Wayne, and it's kind of nice to get to read something that kind of throws you back into that era. So I, I really enjoyed it. It's kind of funny that you said this book was done 11 years ago, because remember the last story we read with the Joker and Batman where they fought themselves in the caves that put Gordon in the Batsuit, how they got to the point like, hey, we're like brothers and stuff and whatnot. And now you're telling me this? It's like, wow, did he know that this was going to go this way? Or is this <laughs> weird? I mean, it just seems like nothing surprises me anymore. Well, they've always been kind of connected to each other. I mean, it's just... One can't exist without the other. Yeah, I agree 100%. But it's great. Go check it out. Really? I shall. And like I said before, I think our pick of the week is the same. We both love talk. So that's it for comics then. So moving on, uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to support us, there are a couple ways you can do that. Number one is by going to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash comical podcast and donating. Uh, You can donate anywhere from a dollar up to, you know, hundreds, thousands, millions, whatever you want to do. I was going to sing it. but the, the low end is only a dollar, and I feel like our show is worth at least that to some of our listeners. Uh, it costs us about 30 bucks a month for hosting fees and everything, so you know if we can get enough of you to donate a dollar that would cover our fees, surely the show is worth that much at least to you. Uh, support us if you can. Get out your wallets, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I said it so Miguel didn't have to. I would never say anything like that. <laughs> I did say that, so where's my damn money? Yeah, so something like that. Uh, anyways, it's patreon.com slash podcast. Alternatively, if you want to help the show, you can also go and buy merchandise. Uh, CafePress.com slash Comical Podcast. Yeah, instead of this bearded crap, you could have wore a podcast that said Comical Podcast. Right? I'm gonna, now I'm going to make a logo that's just the Comical Podcast logo with a beard. 
that sucks. <laughs> I'll buy that shirt. Nice. I'm gonna, I, I know a few people, though. Yeah. I'm going to get you an Aldo shirt. <laughs> uh, but we have a lot of stuff on there. T-shirts, mouse pads, keychains. Dog shirts. Dog shirts. Damn you. <laughs> they make great Christmas gifts. So uh, anybody that you know is a fan of the show, go out there and buy something. Support us. We really appreciate it. And uh, that's it. Hey, so that's going to be the new design. Come on a podcast with a beard. Sure, why not? Nice. That, that's going to be the new design, period. That's that's the new default going forward. No. The new logo. Oh, yeah. hell with that. I quit. <laughs> I'm going to go join up with a baby face pod or something. Yeah, you should. <laughs> wow, you're kicking me out already? What did you guys think about Pokemon this week? And Miguel's just like, what are you guys talking what's, about? What's it's a, just like a 12-year-old. What's, <laughs> what's, what's a poke man? What's a poke man? Y'all both kiss my ass. What happens when you're out of money and you have to go down to the gas station? It's Pokemon. It's, it's a game that they play behind the gas station. Whoa! <laughs> Isn't that that thing you used to be able to do on Facebook? Pokemon? <laughs> Nasty. You sick bat. I'm out of here. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. So Rodney's here, one half of the Longbox Small Talk podcast. The better half. The better half. The big I have half. to say that. Well, I've never met Bill, so I'll just agree with you. Yeah. No, uh, it's true. <laughs> it's definitely true. He's a huge bitch. Why don't you tell our listeners? <laughs> why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what your show is all about, how it differs from ours, uh, etc. Well, I can tell you, it's about sex, porn. That's right? all mentioned. Not see, that's all mentioned every episode. There you we go. make sure we talk about all of the big controversial things, so, baby punching, bestiality. You know a little bit about bestiality, don't you? No, I do not. I, I listened to episode one hundred, <laughs> sir. You starred in the movie Zoo. No, I did not. <laughs> I saw. The, I saw your documentary trailer. That documentary. So, yeah. <laughs> the question is, were you the man or the horse? <laughs> so Longbox Small Talk is a it's a weekly podcast that me and my buddy Bill Kurtner do. Um, it kind of touches on comic book culture. Um, we don't really stick to a format the way you kind guys do. You are always in kind of a grab bag. Um, so there's actually an episode out there that we don't mention comics once on a comic book podcast. Yeah, yeah. Wrap your head around that, Miguel. <laughs> You're giving me giving me a confounded look. <laughs> Oh, no, he'd have a shit fit if we did that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he like, scrapped the episode. We're redoing this shit. <laughs> oh, Bill's too lazy to redo anything, so... He's the he's the uh, the fist in this group here. We're doing it this way. Ah! Well, I always, say, I always say Bill's the brains of the operation, mm-hmm. and I'm the beard. So he's he's got all the comic book knowledge, of, and, and he's been around forever. I mean, he's that, basically that, a dinosaur. That, what does that make him if I'm the brains and the beard? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the comic relief. You're like yeah. the appendix. You're like that that organ that we don't really need anymore. Nice. We've, we've evolved Shit. past. Well, at least I'm the appendix and not the colon. <laughs> at least the colon has a function that it gets rid of waste. Yeah, but the waste goes through the... Uh, uh. Why are we talking about shit? <laughs> that's naturally what happens anytime Bill comes up. I'm telling you, man, like 40% of our podcast is probably just funny, insulting things. Because we have a really good, and we've talked about it before on our uh, one of our sister podcasts, uh, The Adventures of Toxic City. We have a, a really good push-pull dynamic. So every time he goes off on a topic too long, I'm there to stop him. Every time I am just kind of off the chain crazy, he is there to, to kind of ground me. So um, I don't have a lot to say about Longbox Small Town. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of some stuff. Um, so your topics... You said you really don't have a, a structured like we do. Uh, yeah. Is it something you see like on TV or something? You, some Oh, like Monday. Like, shit, I want to talk about this next time and we're going to do this. We usually, about the day that we record, we'll look at big things that have happened the last few days and what we want to comment on, what's comment worthy. Because there's some shit that happens, especially because comics have grown as a medium that we're, we're just not going to touch on. I got you. You know, like, I, I'm getting close to saying 
no more Dark Knight 3 news. Because <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. You know? Like, when it comes out, I'll pick up the trade. But we, we talk about it so much because it's constantly changing news. There's about, what, 30 different variants for that cover? 56, I think. Jesus. Yeah, that's a Are lot. you serious? Yeah. Oh, that's even more than I thought. And I didn't care about when it was just 30. <laughs> Same way I feel about Supergirl casting. Yeah? <laughs> Which apparently you don't care for the show either. It's It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. Fake fighting. Uh. Now, it's a pilot, man. Like, like you gotta, you gotta give it a little bit more of a shot than that. But, but yeah, I, it was iffy. It was iffy on my. Like, I'll check it. I'll check it for the first season. But beyond that, I don't really know. So, what day do you guys record? I know you said you record at night. Well, yeah, we we do record at night, usually after work. Um, so I'll head over to his house, and I'm usually late. I just want to bring something up, though. I was here before you today, Miguel. I'm never here on time. He's never on time. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm usually the one that's strolling in like 15, 20 minutes late. Sorry, Bill, and I got to make up some kind of excuse for traffic. But I'm, I just wanted to point that out, that I had to come from Friendswood, and I still beat you here. I'm the Jeff Dunham of this group. I take my time. Yeah, you play with puppets. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now, I have the children and everything else. So, you know, there's always something else to do before you leave. The chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> got a lot of crap to do. <laughs> so your show is on the uh, B&E Network. Why don't you yes, tell sir. us about that as well? So the B&E Network is... Um, Second and entering. <laughs> Sometimes we do that, but okay. no, it's 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 actually short for B movies and ebooks. It's our hosts podcast, basically, uh, where they talk about a lot of B movies and books that they've read. Uh, a lot of freebies, ninety nine cent little short stories, um, and they talk a lot about about horror movies, B movies that have come out. It, it's a great podcast if you enjoy reading and and movies because they're two funny dudes. It's Brian Allen Delaney and uh, Craig Wade, uh, two of my really long-term friends and uh they decided they wanted to start that i was like well that kind of inspired me because bill and i always wanted to do a podcast together and it's only in this last six seven eight months that uh i gotta got him off his lazy ass to do actually do it so uh it, it's, it's been really great so it's it's uh b movies and ebooks is, is our host podcast and then we also have uh the adventures of toxic city which is run by uh chevy chevaria I like saying his last name. I don't even say. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. It's just that's the way it looks on paper, and I like saying it. Shavaria, Shavaria. It's not like a bad disease. Need cream for that. I'll tell him you said no. that. <laughs> they're they're really big fans, Chevy, but they they love your last name. Um, no, it's it's them, and then uh, us, Longbox Small Talk, and uh, we're doing episode 21 this this next week, which we're really really excited about. Uh, we're hoping to hit that 25. It's the first milestone where, it, to me, it's like 20s, like 25. It's where you really kind of made it. You're like you're finally established enough that this isn't a passing phase. Yeah, you didn't just buy like a handy cam I recorder. Agree with that. M- most shows don't really make it past 20. Yeah, like once- most shows start up and they're really enthusiastic for a few episodes, and then they realize that it's actually work. Yes, and somewhere between one and 20, they get kind of burned out on it and give up. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts that come out that just don't ever make it. And kudos to you guys for getting to where you are. And, ho- you know, it seems like you guys are having fun. Oh, we have a lot of fun every week. And, you know, hopefully you guys continue doing it. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Um, I mean, Bill's not here. After he hears this, he may he may <laughs> put the kibosh <laughs> on it. But, but uh, no, it's it's been a lot of fun. But, yes, it is a lot of work. It's a, a surprising amount of work. Because, um, I mean, we always fucked around in a room together and talked about comics anyway. And I was like, well, let's throw a mic up and see what happens. But now that we're actually in it, and I got to update websites and do blog posts and tweeter, tweeter, 
Whoa. <laughs> That's a different social media site. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Twitter, Instagram, I mean, and we're on all of those. I mean, but no, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. And, and it sounds like you guys have fun every week, too. So, we try to. Yeah. And, and when it stops being fun is kind of when I feel like either shows decline very quickly or go away very quickly. So luckily we haven't hit that. We've we've steady growth. We, we've had a lot of positive feedback on obviously my segments, Bill's segments. It's kind of been 50-50. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm really upset. I was anxious to meet Bill. Really? More than you. Yes. He's, he's, <laughs> un- he, he's underwhelming. I've met him before. No, but I, I've got a lot of respect for him. I got your back, him. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney's picking on you. I got your back. I've got a lot of respect for him because he's, he's got a very busy life. He has uh, two kids of his own, and then his, his, uh, girlfriend of long, his long-term girlfriend has two kids, so they're always busy. And he still finds time to be insulted every by me. Nice. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, been, it's been a fun ride. Whoa. <laughs> well, we listen to your show. We, en- we enjoy it. We think it's fun. Well, thank uh, you. And you guys have a great report, kind of like we do. So it- it's pretty cool. So I wish you the best of luck and you know, keep going at it. You know, Sometimes you've got to work your schedule around. And yeah. I understand the- having the kids and still trying to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a lot of respect for Bill that he still he still makes it every week. Yeah. And our buddies then- over the end cast. I mean, one's married, has children. The other one's a single dad yeah. as well. And so they got to do a lot of stuff too. So we get it. See me, I'm a lazy bastard. So I don't, I don't want kids. Like I'll have pup dogs that I can put outside for a little bit and then you know, come home to and be like, hey, what's going on, dog? <laughs> you know, like you still have water. You still you're alive. That's all I've done. I've nice. needed to do today. So kids, I I can't really do that. Not a, not a fan. So if you put a dog on a chain, you can put a kid on a chain. Just what the hell? <laughs> yeah. well, I did say leave your kid on the curb and get take the winner. <laughs> I never said put him on a chain. <laughs> How is that worse? <laughs> the question was, I got two competing daughters. What do I take? At least they'll probably still be there when you come back if they're on a chain. Yeah, but that's child cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it depends. If you let them go, they can go find another family. Good. If you, Good if you put the water close where the chain is, and they have some kind of shelter, it's not. It's not I mean, cruelty. Parents walk around with their kids on leashes all the time. How is that any different? That's well, terrible. <laughs> you, you put a little shed out there for them to go. A little shed. <laughs> well, if you notice the leashes, that a lot of times they're like made out of monkeys. You know, they're yeah. li- little monkey backpacks that are literally attached to a leash. That's what you got to do. That's all the kid needs is a little bit of cuteness in it. You can really do anything. This is this is an Iron Maiden that looks like Hello Kitty, so it's fine. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. You put your kid in there. It's cute. It's it's made for them. It's a little bit shorter than your normal Iron Maiden. Wow. <laughs> uh, so no kids for me, obviously. Yeah. You you guys? I, he, I know you have some. He has four kids, but none of them are his own. And okay. I have none. I have cats. Oh, cats. That's yeah. a that's a breed of their own. Yeah. Been married twice. Uh-huh. Have two from that marriage again. Like none of mine, but circumstances the way they work out. I'm I'm dad to everybody. Well, I'm actually marrying my daughter off next year. Even us. We oh, go, really? We go to restaurants with them, and we're like you're you're picking up the check, right, Dad? <laughs> like, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> we tell we tell the waitresses that uh, he's paying for it. Yeah. She's like, okay, hey, Dad, here you go. And he's yeah. like, I'm not your father. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and you know, I'm a cheap bastard anyway, so I'm not picking up the tab. It's just funny because y'all flustered. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Any so, more questions? Oh yeah. So you're on the. The Breaking and Entering Network. The b Network, yes, sir. That's the only network you're on? Um, so far, yes. Um, and Because they host us off their, off their site, bmoviesandebooks.com. So that's where our master feed is for all of our sister podcasts and ours. Um, so every week on, on our site, Longbox Small Talk, I'll actually put a post out saying, hey, go listen to our new episode on, on this website, and, uh, and I'll do a direct link to it. But, um, but yeah, they, they host us on their, on their network. You're going to grow more? Of course. Not you personally, you're you know, here, but... Oh, actually, actually, sir, this is me losing weight. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, you like it? No. No. Um, 
No, I've actually lost 85 pounds in the last six months. That's awesome, man. Congrats. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. I found it. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I lost 85 pounds uh, just trying to make a change. And I and no exercising, just changing what I eat, trying to eat a little bit better. So Not, I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm exercising a lot. And uh-huh. I'm still eating all the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did that once, and I, I, I lost 40 pounds and gained, like, 60 pounds of muscle. And then, then I found my girlfriend, who became my wife, and got fat. <laughs> really, really fat. So, yeah, I, I was I was probably 40 or 50 pounds lighter than this before we got together. Mm-hmm. And then happiness makes you balloon up. up no, I, I know. I used to weigh a lot when I was working at McDonald's mm-hmm. before I went Oh, that'll to do it to you. And then uh, I worked out real hard and lost it all right before I went to school. And when Heather and I got together, uh, I slowly started gaining it back. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years later and... Yeah, <laughs> here I am now, but I'm working on losing it again too, just uh, through exercise more so than diet. Well, it sucks is I actually worked at Walmart and they only gave us 30 minutes for lunch. So where are you gonna go? You're gonna go to McDonald's because in the fucking store. Yeah. So McDonald's every day for two years. I did it for five. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, sir. It'll kill you. Yeah. So let me talk to more about his stuff here. Fuck McDonald's. I want to hear about McDonald's right now. I'm oh, hungry. you want to hear about? I'm hungry. Damn it! Quit talking about food. <laughs> Every time we bring up McDonald's, it just reminds you of your stalker. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Hi, Miguel. She doesn't know my name. She's looking you, you up and down. She doesn't know my name. I don't know who the hell that was anyway. <laughs> so you mentioned. Uh, well, give shout outs to your other podcast. I mean, you mentioned yourself. You mentioned your sister podcast. Uh, yeah, it's just a three. Uh, we're all weekly, and we all do it on different days, so everybody can listen to us. And and what's, it's a great thing about podcasts. Like, I like the fact that I can come on your podcast, talk about my podcast that's over a similar topic, and yet we're not competitors. No. You know? We're not competitors at all. I know. You're so far behind us. It doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'll, I had to throw that in there, my bad. I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> that one. Try 100. <laughs> yeah, he's on a roll. 100. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. No, no. Go ahead and sing some more, and then I don't have to insult you at all. <laughs> 100. That was so girly. Got yeah. a little bass in it, man. Well, I've got a beard, so anything I say is more manly than anything you say. He's correct. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got a tattoo. <laughs> I know. At some point, I need to slap it. Uh, no. It, does it hurt still? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I'll put lotion on it, but I'm going to slap it. Hey, he's going to put lotion on my tattoo. Yeah, well, well hang on. Hang on. Where is it? It's on my leg. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. You won't even put lotion on my tattoo. And you're I'm supposed just... to be my best friend. Why would I touch your leg when you're capable of doing it yourself? What if I couldn't reach? But you can. You're supposed to be there for me. If both your arms were broken and you had just gotten the tattoo, I would put lotion on you. You want me to break both your arms? No, That's thanks. the only way it's happening. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a stranger in your house with a beard is willing to put lotion on me. Yeah. Well, well, you're, the, <laughs> you're the one willing to let him, so that's on you. <laughs> well, I figured once we're done recording, we'll, we'll all lotion up anyway, right? <laughs> that usually does happen. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of weirdos. Podcasting makes my skin dry, so <laughs> nice. afterwards, Bill always rubs me down. Down, not... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so one of the reasons you wanted to come on is because you guys are doing a charity event. Yes, sir. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Comics are expensive. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure you guys know that. But um, I, I was thinking the other day of how I got started reading and then reading comic books, like that natural progression. And I, and I started reading uh, great illustrated classics um, because every single page had a picture on it. I remember those, yeah. Yeah. And so before I even knew how to read, I was flipping through those and telling people stories. You know, like, 
captain's courageous to be like, oh, look, the kid's in a boat, he's fishing. You know, like I'd, I'd tell my grand, I'd walk up and, to my grandfather and tell him the story that I'm reading to him and creating on, on the fly. So that's kind of where the magic started with reading to me. And I wanted to pass that along to future readers and, and grow the comic book base um, for kids. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to think of a way to put comics in the hands of kids in our community. Um, so what we decided to do for every like, follower, subscriber, you know, any of the social media buzzwords, if you, if you go online to our Twitter, follow us, that's a comic book in the hands of kids. You go to Instagram, you like us on Instagram, that's a comic book in the hands of kids. And we're doing it for us as well as uh, the Toxic City podcast. Uh, yep. The Adventures of Toxic City. And you can find them at, at Toxic City Comics on Twitter, Instagram. They're really big on Instagram, um, so that's what they're trying to push. But yeah, and, and we've had a great response from our community and audiences. And So uh, where, where are the books going? The books are actually, um, we have a few different things that we're going to do. Um, we've communicated with local libraries about donating directly to them. Um, and then we also want to, this is this is the only part that's, that's a little bit wishy-washy, because I want to actually... I want to find a way to put comics in the hands of kids who their parents wouldn't be able to afford them. You know, I, I want to find a good outlet for that. And I think we've found something. We don't want to announce it yet, but we're, we're, we're going to actually do little 10 issue packets and hand them out to kids. Cause okay. at, at this point, um, I know from the site, we're, we're looking at 150 to 200 comics, um, that have already been donated. And then me personally, I'm going to donate the rest of the small collection that I have, which is going to be a, another thousand probably. Okay. Um, so really excited about that and really excited about seeing where that goes and what we can learn for next year. Uh, Cause this is definitely something that I want to do annually. And I, I know you guys have been really favorable about the, about the, yeah, we're very proactive on the whole comics for kids and, and kids need to be reading and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there was actually a guy on Twitter that was trying to do that a couple of years ago. Uh, comics for kids, but his thing turned out to be a, a scam or something. Oh, really? Which was really crappy because a lot of people tried to pitch in and help. Uh, but obviously, you know, you're not. Well, scam. you know what? I didn't even think of that now. <laughs> no. Free comics. Yes. Yeah, yay. But anyways, uh, I do think it's a good cause. And, I, you know, I'm all for trying to elevate the intelligence level of children because mm -hmm. most of them are dumb. <laughs> Just <laughs> absolutely dumb. Wow, man. <laughs> uh, if you talk to kids today, they're all idiots. You talk to mine, they aren't idiots. Yours are fine. Most okay. most are not. Okay. <laughs> I've talked to kids here and there. Man, you can't blame me. Reading is not encouraged in today's society. That's true. And, and that's what we're trying to change. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, everybody's glued to their phones. You can't even do the podcast without looking at your phone. Because <laughs> I'm doing stuff. Uh-huh. Addict. <laughs> it's but, for the show. But you're not the only one that's addicted. I mean, everybody's addicted. Everybody's on their phone 24-7. Nobody takes the time to read anymore. Kids especially, all they're doing is playing games or Snapchatting each other. It's not like they're actually you know, reading articles or, or comics or anything like that on their, their phones. So anything that gets more literature, whether it's comics or actual books, into the hands of kids, I'm all for. Yeah. And uh, I actually do want to support you guys for doing this. So I got a box right there for you. Oh, that's amazing. There's about uh, 250 books in there. So That is awesome. So hopefully that well, goes a long way towards your goal. Yeah. that. Well, we don't have a goal. The sky's the limit on this. I want this to be something that I have to take a week off of work to do for ki these kids. Like, I, I want it to be that kind of success. All right, Miguel, don't be stealing the comics for kids, man. Hey, man, why are you giving them all this crap? <laughs> um, there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's some Superman and some Star Trek. There's also some older, like, image stuff yeah. and Dark Horse. I mean, it, not all of it's going to be, you know, premium quality stuff, but, I mean, I didn't read premium quality stuff when I was a kid. I was reading plenty of Magus Robot Fighter and yeah. DNA agents and crap like that that 
you know, I bought from a, a three for one grab bag kind of thing at KB Toys. And, you know, my love for comics spawned from those. That's how I got books. started, too. So, you know, it doesn't really matter what you're giving the kids. If it's interesting looking, they'll pick it up and they'll read it. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It doesn't even have to be something amazing. I mean, I'm not handing all these kids Watchmen, you know, <laughs> like I, I don't want to blow their minds too early. I just want them to get acclimated to reading and seeing pictures and seeing stories and getting their imaginations rolling. Because I'm a big imagination guy. Like I used to play with action figures and okay, sometimes I still do. I'll pull them out of the box. I don't care. But that's how I get my storytelling. Like that, I'll, I'll pull two action figures out. I'll be like, this guy's a character. This guy's a character. And then we'll go from there. No, that's pretty cool. I did not bring my stuff, and I sincerely apologize. So, like for dumbasses like me, uh, anybody else who wants to give you more books, where would they, where would they get them to you? How they get them to you? Where? Well, we're setting up a PO box here pretty soon, but it's probably not going to be set up until the event's over. Because mm-hmm. um, we are actually, I'm, I didn't mention this. We're doing this from November first, November thirtieth. So it's already pretty late in it um but i definitely wanted to get the exposure and come on and talk to you guys about it and then we're taking the month of december to get it all organized get it wrapped up presented and then actually hand them out and, and give them to the, the local libraries because um, i live in, in uh, friendswood now uh which is south of houston and uh my buddy bill he's in lamarck uh and especially the lamarck school district they really need books and then we also have at our Toxic City location, um, the comic book shop uh, that does the Adventures of Toxic City. They have a, a box that they're doing as well, so you can drop them off there, um, and you can find them toxiccitycomics.com, I think. They usually do a lot of toy drives and stuff at Christmas time. They do. Um, um, I don't know if you could try to partner with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, less fortunate kids definitely could use comics. Yes, and and actually, the original idea was to get them into the hands of sick kids. I wanted to donate to like St. Jude, something like that. Apparently, they don't like a lot of secondhand stuff. They don't want the germies uh, from previous owners to get on the, the kids with, with cancer and things. Um yeah, so that kind of makes sense, but at the same time, yeah, like, it was it was really disheartening for yeah. a little bit. I was like, really, because the, these kids need help and they need entertainment. And, but I, I kind of understand. Yeah, but man, I didn't think they would have turned anything away. That's kind of crap. You don't always spray them down with Lysol before you say hello. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty freaking awesome that you're doing this. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, I well, thank you, thank uh, you. That's really cool. It's an ambitious project, but I'm I'm hoping we're we're gonna do a lot of good. That's pretty cool. That's damn. We need to do something like that. We have before. We will again. Okay. Anyways, it's time for Tell Me a Funny Story. It's not really funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Miguel, you're going to go first. (sighs) All right. Well, here we go. As you guys all know, before episode 100, because it was delayed, I was sick as crap. I mean, I couldn't talk. I sound like a smoker, you know. And then uh, I had a little fever and a bunch of other stuff going on with me. Well, uh, we had to go out and get stuff we needed. The wife and me, we had to go to the store, and so I drive. And I don't know how she trusts me behind the wheel, not feeling very well, but I drove. And uh, we're in Walmart. Of course. Of course, right? (laughs) And we're buying the stuff we need, and my wife is talking. I'm listening to her. I'm not feeling very good. Through the whole store, I'm like leaning on stuff, leaning here, leaning there. She's like, are you okay? So I'm just not feeling very good. Spreading that infection. (laughs) I'm I'm feeling kind of hot because I was – Felt like a woman. I don't mean to be rude, but what? Getting the hot flashes, man. Oh, okay. Like it's hot, cold, hot, cold. It's really ridiculous. Well, you're getting older. That's what happens. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> older and better, baby. Like wine. So uh, through the whole store, we're, I mean, we're in there forever, and we finally get to the uh, cooler stuff. You know, the meats and the pizzas and all that shit. And so I like start leaning into the casing and stuff, like where the meat is. I'm like pretty much almost inside of it. And my wife's like, "What the hell are you doing? The cool air feels good. Get away from that." Oh. 
So then we go to the ones where you open up, where you get the stuff so, out. Some poor bastard's going to buy a frozen pizza and get sick from you. <laughs> well, not yet. I didn't do anything with the pizzas. So you open up the doors, and then, you know, you get the, the bags of Totino Rose and all that stuff. And so I'm in there. I'm like, oh, this feels great. She's like, what? You can't see? And she can't see me because the way the door opens up, it's fogging up because of the coldness in the store, right? And so she's standing on the other side of the door. She's like, what are you doing? Nothing. So she comes around the corner. Get the hell out of there. Quit doing that. Had the bag of peas here. Had the bag of corn here. I was like, this feels great. <laughs> she's like, are you really doing that? It's in plastic. It's cold. Everything's going to die. Don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> she goes, get out of it. Stop. <laughs> so I put it back in the backpack. <laughs> then we go to the ice cream one. So I now open that one. I'm sitting on the edge now. She goes, oh, my God. Are you, will you stop? What are you doing? Nothing. I was trying to get the ice off the ice cream because, you know, it's like, uh, for some reason, have you ever noticed when you go to like a Walmart or anything else, like some of the ice cream is like really, really super frozen? Has, oh, yeah. It like, has like a shitload of ice on it or whatever. I don't like, go what to the Walmart, so no, I've never noticed okay, that. Okay, anyway. So I was trying to break off some of that ice so I could stick it down on my neck or whatever. So I was like grabbing off the ice. Like that episode of King of the Hill where they get the ice shavings. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm trying to do, trying to grab some of the ice shavings. A short, short thing here. Mm-hmm. I worked at Walmart. You didn't want to do that. Okay. That was the grossest water. Like that condensation. Uh-huh. Leaves a film whenever you clean it. Oh, yeah. So you rub that all over you. That's why I don't ever get ice in my drink at restaurants because it's there too. Uh, damn it. Enjoy that. Yeah. Enjoy oh. that secondary infection that you gave yourself. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Play football. I used to take the ice after they dump it out onto the grass and grab it off the grass. I drank out of the water hose when I was a kid. That's much cleaner than anything you find at Walmart. <laughs> I, I promise you. I agree. Oh, you bastards. Y'all are gonna weird me out. I'm not gonna go home and take another shower. <laughs> so I'm, I didn't. Because he stopped me. God bless the wife. <laughs> so we're walking around. We're in the produce section now. And she's like, what are you going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my ass when we go home. I, I was in shorts. I'm going to put on these pants because they make you sweat. I'm going to put on my long sleeve shirt and everything else. I'm going to warm myself up. I'm going to take my ass outside. I'm going to cut the grass. I'm going to sweat this shit out. I'm tired of being sick. I'm just going to sweat this shit out. That's been my way of thinking all the time. You know, Eat something hot if you've got a stomach problem to burn it out of there. Sweat it off if you've got the flu. I'm going to break this shit. I can do this. She goes, no, you're not. You're a dumbass, lazy ass. I'm going to go home, eat your bag of chips and your dip here, laying on the couch, watching TV going, uh, hell no, woman. I'm a man. I'm going to do this. I'm punching myself. Just, I got this. I push the basket all badass. Get in the car, go home. A couple hours pass. She comes in. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Laying your fat ass on the couch, eating the chips and the dip. <laughs> I didn't feel very good after I got home. It hit me worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't feel very good. She goes, yeah, you puss. <laughs> I was like, come on. If you had a beard, she might have believed you. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, pretty much the rest of the day in the evening, she's calling me a wimpy and everything else and <sighs> just picking on me about being... A fat ass laying on the couch, all hurting and, and, and you know, eating chips and <laughs> eating my sadness away. <laughs> of course, the boy, one of the boys starts making fun of me, too, because, ah, uh, you wimp. <laughs> I was not feeling well. There was no way in hell I was going to do it. I could have probably forced myself to do it, but I probably gotten worse. Yeah. Well, so. if you do end up getting, like, the Walmart plague, the only way to get rid of it is to drink bleach. That's the uh, only way to get rid uh, of it. <laughs> I thought I was going to say go to Target. <laughs> go to Target. Go to Target and do shots of bleach. Yeah, there you go. Go to a better store. Sorry, that's the only thing that's in my town is a Walmart. Oh, and man. HB too, but so the HB kind of ugh. But anyway. <laughs> I take it kind of ugh. HEB over Walmart. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my funny story. Don't know how funny it was. Me putting stuff on my neck, being you know sick, and then my wife called me a punk ass. Well, it's nasty. <laughs> well, it'll be really funny when you die from your Walmart 
plague and and I get to replace you nice. on the show because I have a beard. He, he may have a resistance to it by now because of oh, yeah. how often he goes there. <laughs> My Walmart has free Wi-Fi. Woohoo! <laughs> you go in and lick random products just to build up tolerance. He's always there tweeting, so, you know. <laughs> I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I, know. I can't help it. Just because of their Wi-Fi? Mm-hmm. Hang on. So you, you only have internet whenever you go to Wi-Fi places, but you've done how many tweets this, the last 20 months? <laughs> that shows you how much you're at Walmart. Hang on, let me stab him real quick. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to I have internet. I do. I yeah. like him. He tells the truth. I have punches, man. No, well, look. It's wherever I go. If there's yeah. internet on, Wi-Fi, boom, we use it. But how many tweets are you putting out per visit to Walmart? Not that many. Like 60, 70. 60, 70. That makes sense. Dude. Mathematically, it well, makes you, a lot of sense. You've got to hit your 362 a week, which means you're doing at least 60 a day. Not at Walmart. No. Okay, hold up, people. <laughs> Let me break this down for you. Get up in the morning. If I have internet, I tweet something, maybe whatever. Get dressed, whatever, blah, 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 do what? Go to work. Tweet at work while I'm on internet. At lunchtime, you know this. If I go out to Burger King or if I go to Target, buy us or whatever, or I go walking around or Jack in the Box, there's Wi-Fi there. So I use theirs rather than my internet. Okay? Then I come back to the office, use my tweeting again. Then I go home. If I'm home, going home early and I have to go pick up the boys from practice, there's no reason for me to run 20 miles out of the way when I can go the back way and you know go straight to their school. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about it. For my wife, where she works at here in this town, mm-hmm. I can go this way and go straight to their school rather than having to go home and then coming back all the way around. Yeah, yeah. So I'll hang out at Starbucks and use their Wi-Fi there. Or I'll go to my wife's school and hang out with her since school's already over and use the Wi-Fi there and then leave from there. So this is how I wind up doing it. With Starbucks, the school, uh, Target, Burger King, Jack in the Box, whatever. And I have my own internet when I use it, and then I run out, and then I'm forced to go to the, <laughs> to the targets and to the places. I just have one request. Just turn location on so we all know when you're, when you're at Walmart start and when check, you're at Starbucks. Start checking into places. I don't check in. <laughs> Nobody needs to know where I'm at. Nobody. Uh, the Minions might. The Minions don't want to know where I'm at. Lord Horsecles is He's next to Walmart us. Walmart again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, I'm not turning no location on. <laughs> But yeah, so, I mean, that's how I do it. But it's all for the show. Of course. I said this. 80% of my tweets are about the show. The other it's 20%. Not 80, it's not 80%. <laughs> the other 20% is about family and food it's like and people 35%. pissing me off. What? About family and food? About the show. No. No. <laughs> Most Look. of it's just retweets of like random celebrities and random people talking about random stuff. Like 30% of it is just wrestling talk. Yeah, okay. That only happens during pay-per-view stuff like tonight. Survivor Series. Yeah, but when you tweet 6,000 tweets about wrestling... It's because it's me and the Anthcast guys waiting for the show, Steve Orlando, and whoever else joins us. But that's not related to the show. Well, that's at night, but that's just where some of the tweets come from. Hell, I did 10,000 tweets at Comic Palooza alone. I know, people were like, please stop. (laughs) (laughs) People were like, all over that. Anyway, so enough of my funny story. It's time for the guest funny story. Oh, I get to tell one too? Yes, and it's going to be better than mine because apparently mine wasn't funny. Oh no! So with, our, with our commentary, it made it nice. It made it what it needed to be. Excuse me, I got a tweet. <laughs> this Rodney asshole is really. Well, I'm using his Wi-Fi. I mean, shit, I got to take advantage of it, right? <laughs> what would you do if you came over and I turned it off? I'd tell your wife, and she'd turn it on for me. She doesn't know how. Dude, you should you should password protect it and only give him the code if he's good on the podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fuck this Rodney guy. <laughs> so uh, I, I was thinking of, dude. Tons of shit have happened to me in the past. But I can see why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something uh, yesterday happened that I was like, well, that's going to be it. That's going to be my funny story. So I come home from work, and you know, I mentioned that I've lost a lot of weight the last year. 
big part of that is I eat a lot of rotisserie chicken now, as opposed to fast food and McDonald's and whatever Walmart has. Mm-hmm. Um, so yesterday it's, it's really cold, and I knew for a fact that I was going to have some rotisserie chicken. So I put it in the microwave for like five minutes, which if you if you know how yeah that's way too long. It's too long. Yeah. I, I I wanted it to be molten lava because I wanted it to be in my tummy all warm and tasty, right? So uh, hey, Pooh Bear. I could be. <laughs> My tummy. Could be. You don't know how I eat. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so, so I got a honey pot full of, of rotisserie chicken. Shovel it in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so I pull it out of, of the microwave, and it is boiling hot. I mean, it's crackling. It's The skin's all tight and taut, and it, it's it's hot. So What are I, you going to do to this chicken? <laughs> well, I'm going to eat some of it. But obviously, because I'm a fat ass, I don't want to limit myself to how much rotisserie chicken I'm going to eat. So I'm going to take the whole thing to the couch with me. So I put a uh, an oven mitt on, got the chicken on the oven mitt. I'm walking into the living room. Wait, I'm, I'm, straight on the oven mitt, not on a plate or anything? Fuck a plate, man. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. All right, just making sure. I'm sorry. Hardcore. Caveman. Stab it with a knife and walk around it like it's a chicken on a stick. I actually I actually <laughs> used a serving uh, fork. Okay. <laughs> yeah, to get it for like Thanksgiving. So I'm just tearing me off chi- pieces of chicken with that serving fork. But So I sit on the couch and I throw one leg underneath me. Because I want to prop myself up a little bit. I have horrible posture. Uh, Turn on some Dark Knight. Love Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. It's a great movie to eat chicken to. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I I sit down. The chicken's next to me. Apparently, my fat ass sat on the the wrong cushion a little bit. And it angled it. And that poor, like, boiling hot grease all over my foot and leg and ass and balls. That's how deep it got. I was like jumping up in my seat because I had no clue what was happening. It just hurt. That's all I felt. It was pain. So now I have like, I don't know, like one and a half degree burns on my toes. Yeah. So uh, that's my funny story. It's just me getting hurt horribly. And there was nothing funny about it because I cried. Yeah. A bearded man cried. What a bitch. <laughs> I, I was a bitch about it. I was like, do I do I ice my toes? Fuck the toes, man. The balls. <laughs> uh, the balls, they're used to way worse than that. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I had to ice my toes, which was a very weird experience. But, yeah, so one and a half degree burns, I'd Jesus. say. Yeah. I mean, I'm no medical doctor, and I'm probably exaggerating it. It's probably just lukewarm, but... A little singe. Yeah, it's just a little flesh wound of burning. <laughs> Next time, drain the chicken. Yeah, you know what? I really should do that. I really should. I, did, I wasn't thinking ahead. But, but then I ate half of it for revenge. After, I'm like, fuck after, you, after chicken. Nice. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to teach this chicken. If you can catch this Never chicken. burn me again. <laughs> a grease lightning. And, and my wife doesn't know about that. So when she hears this, and she's like, what is that big stain on the couch? I don't know what that is. Is leather couch? Is she going to sit down and just go? <laughs> <laughs> no, no leather. But now I want a leather couch to do that on. <laughs> All right, well, those are pretty funny. Uh, let's move on to a segment that's not even ours. Uh, this is a game that they play on Longbox Small Talk all the time called From the Halls of Obscurity. Yes, sir. Uh, so Rodney wanted to bring that and challenge us to see if we could figure out if we know what we're talking about. So why don't you explain the rules real quick for our listeners? Okay, so From the Halls of Obscurity, it's really easy to play. And actually, if you want to play it along at home, we, it's actually on our website as well. You can go to longboxsmalltalk.com and play all of our past episodes so i think there's 50 plus characters now that you can play through but the way you play it is uh, i'm going to give you a character name what company he's from and what year he debuted or they debuted um and your job is to tell me and I, i'm sorry a little bio as well you're going to tell me if i made the character up or if they're real 
and also what powers that character would have if they were real. Okay. Okay. So um, you want to jump right into it? Yeah. Let's go. Sure. Okay. So the very first one is their name is Southpaw, DC nineteen seventy six. Okay. Amateur boxer Thomas Southpaw Hickson was dining with his wife when Batman was thrown through the diner storefront by Solomon Grundy. During the fight, Southpaw's wife was killed and he was seriously injured by Grundy, rendering his left arm useless. Southpaw knew he had no chance against a powerhouse like Grundy, so he asked Batman to help get his revenge. Batman provided a brace for his left arm, making it more powerful than it was previously. Southpaw, with uh, Batman's begrudging approval, decided to focus on small street crime instead of exacting revenge on Grundy. So... What powers does Southpaw have, and then is he real or fake? You go first, man. <laughs> so does he? Does he actually have powers, or did he have powers prior to the accident? No, but the accident wouldn't have given him powers, and it sounds like he just broke his arm and got a brace. Something like that. Okay. So what powers would he have after all this? A strong left cross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know, he's got some kind of like sonic punch, I'd imagine. You know, some okay. kind of uh, cyber cyborg type arm punch thing. Uh, but I'm not sure that's a real character. I'm going to go with fake. Okay. Miguel? Al was going to say something close to that, but not. Uh, he has an extendo arm, man. <laughs> Expector gadget. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound like... I don't think Batman would help anybody, you know, get revenge. I can see all. Batman so, helping him get revenge, but I can't see him like taking the time to build him an arm. Uh, he uh-huh. get, I don't think he would get revenge. And I don't think Batman would give him shit either. Batman don't give a shit. Come on. No, he's fake. Okay. okay. Southpaw sounds so lame. <laughs> Southpaw? <laughs> I'm going to say fake. So what kind of power would you say, Miguel? I just said an extendo arm. Extendo arm. Okay, give, so... him a, give him a strong punch. Okay, so we've got Sonic and an extendo. Okay, so um, he actually has a arm that is sort of similar to like Cyborg's arm. He just decided to cut the left arm off completely and replace it with a Cyborg arm. Um, so yes, he fights he fights crime with that cyborg arm that's a little bit stronger than normal. And yes, he is actually completely fake. So I made that one up. So um, two points for me, one point for him. Yeah, I like that. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I like it. So uh, the I next guess one I'm first though, this time. Huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this next one is Contemplator, Marvel 1988, created by Jack Kirby. The Contemplator, known in early issues as Mister Buddha, B U D A is an elder of the universe. Eons ago, he chose to dedicate himself to philosophy and developing his mind and spirit to plumb the mysteries of the universe. At some point, he was contacted to join the elders of the universe. Uh, I'm going to say, first of all, I think he's true. Real? And I think he has uh, telepathy type powers or he can make people do shit with his mind. I like it. It's feasible. It just sounds too weird for me not to be fake. (laughs) (laughs) You probably got me, though. He's not the contemplator. He's the violator. <laughs> the vindicator. So he's an elder of the universe. Yes. The contemplator. The contemplator. Marvel 1988. So think about like what was happening in 88. Yeah. I would say that his power is like perfect recall. Okay. Anything he comes across or he's you know exposed to, he can remember everything about it. Um, but I don't think he's real. I think he's fake. Okay. So uh, he is one of the most powerful telepaths known. He can contact other minds across vast interstellar distances and in different dimensions. Currently, he carries an aspect of power from Kazar that enhances his telepathy. He's also mental power such as uh, psychokinesis, mental domination of others, precognition, telekinesis. He's an elder of the universe. Like, the list yeah. is really long. But he is totally real. Uh, Miguel gets two points on this one. Oh, I just right. fisted and you, you, baby. Get nothing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to happen. I What? <laughs> Don't look at me like I'm a dumbass. I, I didn't say that. I just, <laughs> I just figured that Justin would uh, 
would knock that out of the park. It was it was almost like yeah, it was you just s- enough that I thought maybe yeah, but I can't remember him as an elder of the universe. Like I'm, I'm familiar with most of the elders, mm-hmm. and it just didn't come across in my mind. So yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them now. Yeah, and every time a writer's like, I want to do something weird. Oh, there's a new elder of the universe that's been lost for eons. Contemplator just doesn't roll yeah, off it's, the it's, tongue either. So no, it doesn't. Most of them have very short, concise mm-hmm. names. That's, I think that's what pushed me towards declaring it as false. Yeah. <coughs> Bullshit. <laughs> it's true. Hey, no, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take this moment to woohoo! Because I know I'm not going to stay on top very long. <laughs> yeah, celebrate while you can, Exactly. Right? All right, this next one uh, is actually not very old. Uh, Toehill. Uh, Marvel 2002, and it's T O H I L. Um, in Hulk, Mayan rule, gods walk the earth. Tohill amongst them. Hulk was to defeat the entire Mayan Mayan pantheon as they continue to remake the world in their own image. The character is in, is in the public domain, oddly enough. Uh, Mayan rule guest starred Alpha Flight, Machine Man, She Hulks, and more. So, what would Tohill's powers be? And then, is he real or fake? So, Justin's going first on this one. He's definitely real. I'm just trying to remember the power because I remember reading that. But unless you made up the name, I do remember that arc. <laughs> I, I get tricky, so that that very uh, well could have happened. So he's one of the Mayans, one of the Mayan gods. He's one of the Mayan gods, which kind of explains why he might be in the public domain. If you're around for a few thousand years, I guess there's no real copyright on your name anymore. I don't think this is right, but I can't remember much else about that storyline. I want to say teleportation. Okay, Miguel. I'm going to say that I think, first of all, you're full of shit. <laughs> well, I know that I am, but is this uh, character real or fake? The character isn't real. It's a different name. Toehill is not mine enough for me. Uh, and I think he has power over, uh, he has super strength, and he may have ability to control weather, but it's a different name. So I, I say he has power. Those are my powers, mm-hmm. but he's not. it's not the right guy. It's a wrong name, so it's fake. Okay. So, Toehill, God of the Flame, has fire control, invulnerability, flame breath, heat generation, size manipulation, and is a skilled, unarmed, feral fighter. And oddly enough, he also has the power to control water. I don't know why the... the that seems weird. The God of the Flame would have power to control water, but... And he's also real. To- is his real name? Toehill is his Shit. real name. T-O-H-I-L. I remember, I remember that arc. I just couldn't remember what his powers were because there was, like, so many gods. Dude, I, I give you props for remembering the arc because that's from 2002. Yeah. And it's a, it's a smaller. I think there was only like three or four issues in that mm-hmm. arc. Well, they were they revisited it too uh, in Red She Hulk. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because she it, it kind of tied those storylines together. Uh, so it brought See, me back. Look to at it. you using your clues to, so. to figure it out. <laughs> so uh, what are we at now? Because I'm not keeping track. Three, three to two. Three so, to three. Now it's three to three. Well, each one each one has its own point. Fake or uh, power. So you got two on that one. So you have four. Did I get anything? No, I, I my my power was teleportation. Oh, okay, so you got no. one. So you got yeah, three. one. We're tied at three. I didn't get a point? No. No, you got nothing. Oh, you bitches. <laughs> Come on, I said you could control weather. You could control stuff. Water, fire, this element. Hello? Do you want a pity point? No. Because we don't, we don't give pity points. Oh, I'll fist ourselves. <laughs> All right, this next one, is, I'm excited about this one. Uh, it's 010. Uh, this is Gold Key slash Valiant 1964. So this is back when Valiant was Gold Key. Fuck. 
In the year 4080, Magnus the Robot Fighter is humanity's last best hope for the future. He fought against the host, the artificial intelligence that is trying to supersede humanity for superior to planet Earth. The host found that Magnus was a formidable foe and used its vast resources to create O10. O10 found itself close to Magnus and due to its advanced systems could sympathize with the human's cause, becoming a longtime ally. So, O10, what powers would the robotic O10 have? I'm going to go with, uh, he's real. Uh, shit. Read me the story again. I like how committed you are to the he's real. Like, that's how you start out. Like, he's real. Give me a little bit, tell me the story again a little bit more. All right, do you have, do gonna, you have a reason s- that you think he's real? Or are you just tossing a coin in your head? It's Valiant. I don't know, freaking think about it. But the story sounds like something I've seen before. Or it might have, he probably took O10 based off of some other freaking ROM. You know what? <laughs> Wait a minute, hang on. You're full of shit. He doesn't exist. <laughs> I think he stole some shit from ROM. Uh, but if he was a robot, he can control the internet and all kind of mechanical devices. So who knows? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Ability to control machinery. And he's fake. And he's fake. Okay. I believe he has some kind of beam weapon. I don't remember if it's... Uh, what is he, Mecha Godzilla? Laser beams on his <laughs> eyes or, or he has like a hand cannon or something like that. Uh-huh. But some kind of beam weapon. Jesus Christ. Uh, and I think he's true. Damn it. Okay. He's pretty I, sure I, about I, himself. I like how split it is. He's pretty this sure about exciting. himself. So... O1O was a robotic nervous system placed in the body of a gof. He was trained by Magnus in hand-to-hand combat and possesses all the natural resources of a robot in a future full of robots, which would be communication with, with internet systems, that kind of stuff. And uh, he is totally fucking fake. Yes! Fuck so, you and your ROM! <laughs> I, used to, I used to read Magnus Robot Fighter all the time when I was a kid, and he did have a robotic companion. He did. Uh, I cannot remember the guy's name, though. Fuck. <laughs> so what are we at now? Five I'm, to three. Five to three. Ugh. He's going to somehow steal this from me. How the hell? I, I mean, seriously, I was, I was going to lose that because he reads all kinds like, of I, I have just enough knowledge to screw myself over. Yeah. I think. yeah. <laughs> Bill, oh, Bill wait a minute. He called me a dumbass. I don't know what I'm Oh, he doesn't know, so he'll get this. <laughs> well, you were going to say you were gonna say he was true, and then but I talked I, you out of it. No, no I started thinking about Rom. Because I don't know Rom shit about Space Knight. I don't know about that shit either, so that's why I was like, wait a minute. Did he still have? And that's what changed my mind. I, was like, yeah, I used to be a big Magnus fan back when it came in the little three packs all yeah. the time. What was the guy's yeah. name? What is the sidekick's name? Do you remember? Um, I think it was 1A, something yeah, like that. It was, some, it, was, it was like a number. Yeah, a That's, number and a letter. Yeah, I knew it was close. See, all right. I have no knowledge of that. So that probably Very last me. one. So this is your last chance to, to – can you, can you actually win? Because there's only two points left and we're – I can tie it up. He can, tie, can tie it up. up. I can beat him by one. Oh, this is exciting. So he can either fuck himself over or I can win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last one is called The Expediter, Marvel 1994. Zoe Culloden, aka The Expediter, was an agent of Lando, Luckman, and Lake. LLL is an intergalactic holding company that includes a law firm. Zoe believed that Deadpool was the cosmic messiah prophesied by the precognitives at Landau, Luckman, and Lake. Due to her unique skills, she was assigned to their Mithras project in order to bring about this prophecy. So what powers would the expediter have, and is she real or fake? Should I go first since I'm ahead? Sure. <laughs> it'll, give, it'll give him more time to think. Yeah. Uh, fake. And I'm going to say ability to make uh, – she can project uh, kind of like a lantern. She can make images. Or, okay. Uh, that's what I was going to go with. So out of her thoughts become real objects. Mm-hmm. Okay. Justin? Uh, this is you dead, look perturbed. It's a Deadpool thing, so he's probably going to get it right. She's 100% true. I can't remember <laughs> the power, though. Um, miss it. Miss it. Miss it. <laughs> shit. Do you remember this character, if they're real? Yeah. Oh, so shit. As soon as you said Deadpool, I was screwed. 
So that's why I wanted to go first. I will say this. It doesn't sound... No like hits! It would, it, shh. Okay, no. Don't help out the big man. <laughs> He's I behind. I don't care. Beards and beards, no. Dude. I don't ever get a chance to beat him. No help. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard this show. You hear I lose the trivia all the damn time. Yeah. I think she could open... I think she could... I, I think teleportation again, but I think it was like scientifically based, but I don't, I don't remember exactly... I'm going to go with teleportation. Okay. So, accomplished strategist, athlete in hand-to-hand combat, actress, accent-slash-dialects mimicker, and teleporter. Fuck! <laughs> and she's fake. She's real. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Tied it up. <laughs> oh. We don't... That's amazing. I was not, I was not thinking that was going to happen at all. Damn it. Uh, I mean, that was the very first arc of Deadpool. Uh, I mean, he did a lot of stuff with LLL. Uh-huh. And... Her and this one other guy who, like, his whole body was, like, destroyed. It was just, like, him and a torso survived. Deadpool kind of took care of him and kind of fucked with him for, like, 30 issues. <laughs> um, they were trying to bring about this other god. And I remember her, for a while, being allied with Deadpool, but they were also trying to use him, uh, like, on the side. He didn't realize it. And uh, I remember her using, like, some kind of scientific-based teleporter system. Mm-hmm. So, cool. You can thank me now because... Had I gone last, but well, I did the fair thing. Had I gone last, I could have just said anything you said, copped out. So you couldn't have won, you know, I, you know, I could have stolen it if you were right. Yeah. And as soon as he said Deadpool, I know it's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he said yes, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to lose. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had known you were such a Deadpool fan. I'd have pulled that one. Just, just, just to not give him a favor. Crap! You set this up. Well, <laughs> you bearded people stick together. We are beard brothers, so you beardest. <laughs> beard brothers—that's like tighter than family. Whoa, <laughs> that was pretty fun. It is a fun game. I mean, I've heard you guys play it on the show a bunch, and it is kind of fun to play along while you're doing it. Yeah, it's uh, hard. I feel like I get more of them than I—I I get more of the true or false mm-hmm. than I do actually guessing the right power. Yeah, uh, which obviously is evident by today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. And you said there's a, a home version that people yeah, can play on you your can website. Yeah, you can go on the website. And actually, I think all of those characters are already up. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and play through and you get a random 10 questions uh, of the 50. And it's completely random. So you can play over and over again and, and it'll be completely different. Um, challenge your friends. Uh, we have a, an average score that right now I think it's sitting at like 62%. So see if you can beat the average. And uh, yeah, Miguel, maybe you can go and... and uh, <laughs> Practice, I guess. Whoa. Yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> it's like, I didn't think Miguel had a chance in this game. <laughs> well, Justin was the one who said that. I didn't say that. In the, in the email, he was just like, Miguel will suck at this. And so let's play. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, if somebody told you the rules and was like, would you be good at this? What would you say? No, I suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Thanks for bringing that. Yeah. Uh, so let's go over this week's uh, comics, movie, and TV news real quick. Okay. What okay. do you want to do first? Let the guests choose. Uh, Jessica Jones, TV. TVs. Jessica Jones is out. What? How do I, I call that? I haven't seen any of that crap. Let, oh. me, let me tune out. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, I won't, I won't spoil anything for anybody that hasn't watched it yet, but uh, I made eight episodes in, uh, just absolutely loving it. Uh, David Tennant as Purple Man mm-hmm. is probably the best cinematic or TV Marvel villain or superhero villain we've seen yet. Um, mind Control... In the hands of a bad guy, yeah, is a scary fucking thing. Yeah. Especially one without morals. The way the way he's using it, yeah. <laughs> Miguel, you got no power, sir. <laughs> I see that, and especially when he uses it to control other powered people, because he can make them do things that regular people couldn't. And, yeah, I mean it's he's he's dark. He's very dark. Um, 
I'm loving it. I, I think it's just as good as Daredevil, maybe even better. I've got to watch the last few episodes and, and see which one actually comes out on top for me. But at this point, eight episodes in, I'd say it's just as good. Are you serious? Yeah. Daredevil was amazing. This is amazing, too. It's really? fantastic. Yeah. I think Luke, I'm four Luke Cage, episodes in. Luke Cage is just great. Mike Coulter, perfect choice. I remember everybody wanted Terry Crews. I wanted Terry Crews. Um, Coulter kind of plays the serious side a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, he's still got the humor. He still makes a lot of funny jokes. Uh, I think he was perfectly cast. I mean, Kristen Ritter is great as Jessica Jones. Um, I don't remember the girl who's playing Patsy Walker, but she's great, too. So from a guy who's anti-Cage... Uh, what would you say my feelings be on this? Am you're, I going to become a Luke Cage fan? Yeah, you're going to love it. Really? Yeah, I, he's not in the show. I mean, the show's not Luke Cage's show. It's Jessica Jones' show, but he's a part of her life. And as the story evolves, uh, most of the scenes that Luke Cage is in are some of the better scenes in the story. You'll end up liking him a lot, I think. Okay. I actually, I like him, I like him more than I like Jessica because she's so flawed and yeah. I can't really associate with that yet because I'm not that deep into the show. Mm-hmm. It comes off as annoying sometimes, but okay. Luke Cage's character is just spot on perfect. I mean, she she has a the, the story is really about her dealing with post traumatic stress disorder from yeah. being under the control of Kilgrave for so long and all the horrible things that he made her do. Um, it's her coming to terms with the fact that he forced her to sleep with him and she didn't want to. I mean, she was basically raped, but part of her had to do it and was compelled to do it and wanted to do it, while another part of her was fighting against it, and it just sickens her to her core. Yeah. I mean, it it really explores a lot of like human condition kind of stuff, yeah. as well as doing a lot of super-powered stuff, which even even more than like Daredevil or S.H.I.E.L.D. Or, I mean, her jumping around and flying and like hitting things and breaking things, I mean, you actually can see her super-strength fairly often in the show, which is great. Okay. And Luke Cage, too. I mean, they have a, a, a bar brawl, the two of them, versus like nine guys. They just wipe the floor with them. It's great. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, the action's great. The Would the you say that's great. on par with the fight scene in Daredevil in the hall? Um, there's one fight scene that's as good as that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I trust you. I mean, you never steered me wrong on shows. If you say it's really good, then I can't wait to watch it. The only complaint that I have about the show is that there's too much sex. Seriously. I never uh, complain about shows like that. <laughs> uh, there's no nudity. Obviously. So it's sex is your Jones? So it's, uh, you know, when, when people are, like, having sex in the show, you know, they do a lot of, like, over-the-cover shots and, like, close-ups on their face and, like, heavy breathing and all that kind of stuff. And there's there's just too many. Like, they, they have, like, three or four in the first four episodes that are really, like, in-depth and go on for a while. And then whenever it happens after that, they just kind of, like, walk in the bedroom and close the door and then kind of fade away from it. So you stop seeing it as much, which is, is good. But, I mean, it all advances the story, so it's fine. Like, that, that was the only thing I actually had any kind of complaint about was that there's too much sex, which... That's yeah. an odd complaint. I know. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. the, the further you get, you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. Okay. Because I think I stopped the episode where they, that, ba- that bar scene happened. Okay. Um, it was a great scene because that's when they kind of found out that each other has powers. Yeah. And it was interesting because they're like, did he just get a broken bottle to the neck and nothing happened? Well, the first time they're having sex, he's they're like going at it rough. Yeah. And he's like, we, we got to slow down. I'm going to hurt you. And she's like, you can't hurt me. <laughs> and he, I mean, this is before they know that each other has powers. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, shit, let's have powered sex. <laughs> and it's like crazy. <laughs> wow. I thought you were going to give away no spoilers. Eh, not Super really, people having sex. That's not really it's, much of a spoiler, I don't think. Nice. <laughs> yeah. If you know anything about the character, she ends up with Luke Cage. I mean, yeah, she, she has his baby at this point in the story. So it's not people are going to be like, what? They get together. Nice. <laughs> that would have been me. I don't know anything about this. You've read Avengers. You've seen. You've seen her with the baby. And I just want to see Spider Guy. Sure. 
<laughs> That's a long way off. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Uh, Jessica Jones is great. Check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, NBC has announced that they are developing a series based on the Image comic, Hawaiian Dick. Uh, it's going to be a one-hour action comedy show with Johnny Knoxville as the star. Uh, this was actually supposed to be a movie that was going to happen a couple of years ago, but it fell fell apart. Uh, he apparently has been pushing to revive it, and now uh, NBC is on board. I've never read the series, but with a name like that and with Johnny Knoxville attached, I can only imagine that it's going to be hilarious. I, Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. Woo! Yeah, welcome to Hawaiian Dick. It's a dick <laughs> made out of pineapple. <laughs> now, like, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I, I really wanted a couple of dicks to happen a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And then they changed the name. And then it came out and it was a big piece of shit. But cop out. It was a cop yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, it was a huge cop out. But I'm afraid something like that's going to happen to this. We're going to get something that's more generic. They're going to change the name to like Hawaiian Detective or some shit. I, I think social consciousness has changed a lot in the last three or four years. You think so? I think that the boundaries have been pushed a lot. And people are a lot more okay with that kind of stuff than they were when Kevin Smith was doing a couple of dicks. Well, if so, like I'm all about it then. Let's, so. let's give it a shot. Fun fair positive soccer ruining TV too. I well, <laughs> it, it's weird because everybody's so PC about some stuff, but other stuff they're just letting it slide nowadays. So I don't really know, but I, this particularly, I think it's probably going to be able to keep the name. I got the theme song. You ready? Too many dicks. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> too many dicks. <laughs> nice. You've seen too many cooks, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, actually, I was thinking of because I'm a big uh, Flight of the Concords fan. They have a song called Too Many Dicks on the Dance Floor. It's about a song where only guys show up at the club and there's no women there. Nice. Yeah, it's too many dicks on the dance floor. Too many dicks. It's, it's great. <laughs> there you go. Intros. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Vin Diesel has announced that um, a TV show he's working on is called Merc City. Uh, it's going to be based on the bounty hunters of the Riddick universe. Sweet. So That sounds amazing. It does sound pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, they're also doing Chronicles of Riddick. Five or whatever oh, yeah. it's going to be, but this is going to be a spinoff TV series. What network? He's still working on it. Okay. So no info yet. Uh, for Arrow news, Colton Haynes is apparently going to be returning to Arrow this season. So we could see Roy again. Roy! Uh, and then the news I know you've been waiting for, Supergirl casting announcement. Son of a... <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Uh, Charles Halford, who played Chaz on Constantine, has been cast as uh, Jim, the son of Saturn who is the cousin of Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, he's a good actor, too. Where's Constantine? Um, and then Melissa Benoist's actual husband, the guy from Glee. Uh-huh. I don't remember his name, but he's going to be coming on the show, too, as uh, somebody from Cat Grant's past that's, like, difficult. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so they're going to break out singing here pretty soon? Oh, if it starts, if they start singing, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. Su- Supergirl could really learn a thing about throwing punches from Jessica Jones. Yes. I feel like Supergirl, the actress, needs to watch Jessica Jones. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, very last piece of TV news. Uh, there's a brand new series that came out from Vertigo back on November 4th called Unfollow about a social media mogul who, when he dies, he you know does like a contest that 140 people that are his followers on, on Twitter or whatever have the opportunity to win his fortune. But then people start dying that are on that list. And so everybody starts trying to like unfollow him and not be the victim. Uh, apparently it's been picked up for a TV series by ABC. Really? That's good. I don't know, man. I don't know. I thought that would be right up your alley. Nice. <laughs> it's on ABC. Do you not get ABC? No, 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 no. I'm just <laughs> Dick. <laughs> no, I mean, if you want something really good, you know it has to be on some other... I mean, it has to be on the CW. <laughs> 
ABC's not going to cut it. I'm sorry. Maybe AMC or or Stars or some crap like that. I mean, uh, network ABC is the parent company. It's not necessarily going to be on ABC. All right, fine. Okay, if it's anywhere else, then I'm, yeah, I'll watch it. Okay. <laughs> I don't want it to be cookie cutter. I want it to be like soft. It's got to be like you know. Like your love for The Walking Dead. It's got to be I mean, <laughs> two episodes left. <laughs> your chance, though, to quit it or keep on going. We'll see. We're going to find out tonight whether I'm going to watch the finale or not. Uh, all right. You'll watch the finale because Jeffrey D. Morgan's going to appear, you know. Not if this episode's not good. Yeah, you will. No. You're going to see what Neg- you're going to be intrigued what Negan's going to do. If this episode is garbage, I'm done. If Negan, you know Negan, you're going to see at least the episode with Negan just to see if it's going to be worth a damn or not. No, I, if this episode sucks, I'm done with the series entirely. I'm not ever going to watch it again. The last episode, if Negan's on there and it sucks shit, Guys, I'm don't, done. don't fight. Nice. It's, o- it's okay. <laughs> so you're willing to give it two more episodes. I'm only willing to give it I'm going to finish the season. If they suck yeah. ass in the last, I'm done. I'm not giving it two episodes. I, I, I just started it, so no spoilers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Everybody dies. Don't don't listen to any of our previous episodes. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so what next? Comics or movies? I want some movies. Right, there's only uh, one movie news thing. Okay. Uh, Wonder Woman has started production, and we finally saw some pictures of the Wonder Woman version of the costume that Gal Gadot's going to be wearing. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Did you see the pictures? Mm-hmm. So looks kind of nice. Yeah. Still not sold on Gal Gadot, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, Batman vs Superman's coming up. Yeah. So uh, moving on to comics. In February 2016, IDW is doing a six-part G.I. Joe versus Street Fighter crossover. Are you kidding? I thought that one was right <laughs> up your alley. Uh, of course. Aubrey Stitterson is doing the writing, and Emilio Liso is doing art. Um, in December, Squadron Supreme number one is coming out, and they are killing off a major Marvel character. It's Squirrel Girl. If you don't know what it is. Yes! <laughs> Die, you rat bitch! <laughs> it's not Squirrel Girl. Oh. <laughs> if you don't want to know who it is, uh, click fast forward on your thing right now, because I'm going to tell you. It's Namor. Yes! That motherfucker didn't go anyway. Pansy ass. <laughs> uh, because the Squadron Supreme is based of the characters in the Squadron Supreme from different worlds. It's not like one group from one universe. They're all kind of like pulled from different parts from, from Battle World. Uh, they all want revenge on the people that caused the destruction of their planets. And they all blame Namor. Because he was part of the Illuminati that was like, blow up these fucking planets. And him and Black Panther are the ones that did it. So they're going after him. Nice. So I think that's pretty cool. I may actually read the book. Yeah, I mean, Namor dying is kind of a big thing because he's not a character that's died a whole lot in Marvel's history. No, and he's been around a really long time. Yeah, that guy sucks. You're not a fan of Namor? No, no. He sucks. I hate him more than Aquaman. <laughs> Why? Because he sucks. Little fairy wings. <laughs> Little freaking on his feet. <laughs> bitch ass. I'm Namor. I'm blah blah blah. Imperious well, Rex, bitch. Do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So, anyways. There's uh, only one guy that rules the water. We all know his name is Warman. Marvel has announced the creative team behind the Mockingbird ongoing series. It's going to be Chelsea Kane and Kate Niemczynski. Uh, I probably said that wrong, but whatever. Uh, it's the same team who did the S.H.I.E.L.D. 50th anniversary version, which is pretty good. You a big Mockingbird fan? Not really. I'm not a big fan of the character. There's some, there's some characters that really strike me, but it, a lot of times it's more the gritty, real characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Luke Cage depends on the, on the on the writing obviously, but the Punisher Max I'm a huge fan. Like anything that's dirty and uncensored, I'm I'm all about that. I've seen some stories like that with Mockingbird. So yeah, I think those are the stories that made me a fan of her. All right, uh, so well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so you know, Lucifer is coming out on TV. Hell yeah! Uh, Finally, in preparation for that, uh, they're releasing a ongoing comic series in December, one month before the TV series airs. 
It's going to be written by Holly Black and drawn by Lee Gartlett. Dude, where's Colin Bond? And it's going to be all about Lucifer teaming up with his brother Gabriel to investigate the murder of God. Wow. That seems really cool, but what I hate to see is I hate collaborations where one part of the collaboration falls out because it wasn't as popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hate seeing that. Like, there was a, a video game that came out, that, that uh, Defiance, that uh, came out along with the TV show. And then the video game came out, and it was horrible. And then the show was canceled after three seasons. So it's like the video game was okay for about a month, and the, the TV show eventually went the way of the video game. So, I don't know. It was, and it was supposed to be like an MMO kind of thing that went on forever and ever and ever. But, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, see, I don't like seeing collaborations like that that fall apart. Yeah. You know, they say ongoing, but how long is that ongoing? Yeah, it could just end up being a miniseries or something. Yeah. But I don't think the storylines are directly related. I think they just want to have – they want to play off of each other's popularity. Yeah. Because, I mean, Lucifer's already existed in, in that world mm-hmm. for a while. So people like him and people are going to watch the, the show because of the, the comics. And vice versa, they're trying to get people that are watching the show discovering mm-hmm. the character for yeah. the first time to pick up the comics and whatnot. But I don't think the stories are intertwined in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, Arrow did that a little bit with – like the live action Arrow comic, yeah. But I I can't speak to how good it was because I never mm-hmm. read it. But that tells you something that you never bothered to pick it up. Yeah, because I I enjoy the TV series and I enjoy like traditional Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pick up a comic based on the TV series. It's just <laughs> not me. But anyways, that's it for news. So kind of a short week. Yeah, it was. Anyways, I uh, just want to remind everybody to go out on our social media and follow us. We are on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/comicalpodcast. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I am at Comical Podcast. I'm at Comical Podcast, too. If you'd like to find the Longbox Small Talk guys, you can find them. Uh, we are at Twitter at Longbox Small. We're on Instagram, Longbox Small Talk. I, yeah, couldn't do it for the Twitter. I don't know why. <laughs> huh. so, so someone out there is Longbox Small Talk. I don't know why. They have nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're Longbox Small at uh, Twitter and Longbox Small Talk at Instagram. And then Facebook, obviously, Facebook.com slash Longbox Small Talk. And uh, in each one of those, if we, any of the friends, as long as you do it in November, it's that's a free comic book in the in the hands of kids. So I'm excited about that. And and that goes along also with the uh, the Adventures of Toxic City and their Toxic City at at uh, Twitter and Instagram and all those nice things. So go support these guys. Uh, go out there and follow them. Get some more comics in the hands of kids. It's a good cause. And uh, thanks for coming on, Rodney. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, and congratulations on breaking 100 episodes. That's awesome. That's a great milestone for you guys. Thank you. It's a lot of work. Uh, 100. <laughs> and one. And one. And, and one. one. I like it. And that's, that's all we got for today. So uh, you want to close this out? Keep on laughing, bitches. 